بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله وبارك على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم أما بعد so this is the final governing final sitting for the explanation and go through the hadith of Kitab al-Sunnah from Sunan Abi Dawud and due to the fact that it's the final sitting I believe that it would be best insha'Allah if we ma'abad together revised the hadith and the fawaid that we covered over the course of the weekend so that when we take away from the things that we covered and studied we can fortify and make firm the benefits that we gained in these lessons inshallah ta'ala and so this is the best way to go about it and inshallah if Allah Azzawajal facilitates then on another occasion we'll be able to continue with these ahadith continue the explanation of these ahadith and the fawaid from these ahadith so we'll begin inshallah from the first lesson the very first lesson which was a lesson on Friday the lesson of Friday evening where we discussed <coughs> the affairs or some of the points of Mustalah Hadith the size of Hadith as well as some of the fawaid connected to Sunnah Abi Dawud so the first thing we discussed was the definition of a Hadith Naam definition of Hadith and what's the definition of a Hadith ikhwan? is the speech or actions or the tacit approvals of the Prophet as well as the description of him in terms of his mannerisms, a description of his mannerisms or a physical description this is sifat now this is the definition of al-hadith and this is also the definition for what? and definition for as well Sirah Naam after that we discussed what? Aqsam al-Hadith Naam Aqsam al-Hadith in relation to what? Before that Before that Naam when we're discussing the matin itself the text of the Hadith itself and so the first Naam is al-Hadith al-Qudsi Al-Hadith Qudsi And what's Al-Hadith Qudsi? The wording and the meaning of Allah Naam So this is a hadith That has directly been revealed by Allah and the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Is narrating from Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala Naam And we said what is the difference Between the two Between Al-Hadith Qudsi and Quran Recitation of Quran, however, this is not the case for Ahadith Qudsiya. Naam. Naam. Quran is recited with Tajweed, the specific rules for recitation of Quran. However, Ahadith Qudsi, there are no rules for this. Naam. Naam. The Quran is recited in the Salah. After that, we had. 
So after Hadith Qudsi, what do we have? No, there's no reason as well. Hadith Qudsi can be can be narrated by meaning. No. Before Mokufs. Before Mokuf. Marfu'a. Hadith Marfu'a. Say something, this is direct, directly marfu' because it's attributed to the Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam. Then we have hukman, something which is marfu' now, a narration which is marfu' in hukm, in its ruling. And what is meant by that? No, so it's something that is mentioned by a sahabi and it can only have been from the Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam, whatever they mentioned. For example, something of the right. Ma'am. Then after that we had, also after Marfu'a we had Mawkuf. Hadith Mawkuf. And Mawkuf is? No. Narration from one of the Sahaba. Narration of the Sahabi. Ma'am. After Mawkuf. Maqtu'a <coughs> which is? Any, anyone other than Sahabi. So, another word, another terminology for Maktu'a, sorry, would be Al Athar. Or Athar. Athar al Sahabi. Athar al Tabi, I think. Athar al Tabi, or Atbar al Tabi. The different aqsaam, different categories of hadith pertaining to its acceptance and its authenticity. So the first of them is what? Hadith Sahih. Hadith Sahih. And what are the conditions in order for a hadith to be Sahih? So that the isnad is connected. Now from the beginning to end, there's a connection of the chain of narration. The second, Adalat al-Rawi, the narrator, is upright and trustworthy in his religion. Now, the next, now his defects, that's towards the end. Now, now, the narrator has to be precise. And they can't contradict the narration that's more authentic than it, or stronger than it. And then finally, cannot be anywhere. Hidden defects. So a breakage in the chain can occur in different ways. How can a breakage in the chain occur? Now, but what are the different ways? succession now so two people more succession where there's a break which is or hadith mursa which is where a tabi narrates from the nabi alayhi salatu salam so we know there's a breakage who else mu'allaq mu'allaq where there's a break where at the start of the chain now so with the musannif now the author which is any break in the chain now Jade after that we had Adala someone that's upright in the Adala and what's something which 
وال ديفرنت افيرز ذات هاف ان افكت ابون سامز اداره فسق نعم اخوان مبروء كويت رنالدو نعم كذب كذب نعم كذب ان وات واي سوري وات مانا كذب ان النبي عليه الصلاه والسلام نعم صحيح نو دا افكت ذات They've been trusted upright in their religion. Or kabib, fi hadith and nas, lying about the speech of the people. Naam, what else? Greater than that. Greater than kabib. Greater than that. Kufr, naam. Kufr. For kafir and rate, the khalas is not accepted. Kafir. Israeliyat, they still we don't um, the the ma'amul of Israeliyat is that we don't accept no rejects. Naam, but we're talking about acceptance. Now, sihah, that we have, we're we're claiming this is now, or we we believe that this is now, sahih. Say the hadith said something, and the narrating. You can't say okay, because for example, say you, you this person narrated a hadith to you. It's the first time you heard it. You take it from them, and you seek to narrate it to someone else. Now, if you said John told me that the Prophet said, not possible. Now, you have to narrate from Muslims first and foremost, no doubt. Now, so it's adala. Then dubbed, dubbed is of. And the precision is of how many? Two types, which are Dr. Sadr, Dr. Al-Kitab. Now, what affects the Dr. Sadr, i.e. the person memorization? What, what are the things that can oppose it? So it helps them, say it helps someone has poor memory or? Age. Now it's called say it helps. al so the narrator is ghafil. The narrator is ghafil. Now so that he's heedless. Just narrates whatever he, he thinks the narrator is like that. Just narrates it. Naam. <coughs> After that we had <coughs> shad. That it cannot be shad. I found al kitaba as well. What's a, what's a, a manner in which a person can um, have a deficiency in adoptal kitaba? The position in writing. Doesn't maintain the book that he writes his ahadith in. Now he doesn't look after the book. He uh, he, he leaves it in places. Now not knowing where he's left it. This is something which is uh, can affect the doctor al-kitaba. Now after that we mentioned shad narration which is shad. This is a narration that opposes another narration more authentic than it. Now. And then finally we said it can't have any hidden defects. And we said, why do we say hidden defects? Now, so then the Gods are saying, if it's a clear defect, then of course it's dive. If it's a clear defect, then of course it is dive. <coughs> then we mentioned the Hadithun Hassan. Hadithun Hassanun. And what do we say about Hadith Hassan? So the same five positions are sahih, however, the level of precision is slightly lower. Slightly lower. Now, that's Hadith Hassan, which type though? There's two types of Hadith Hassan. Hassan li-dhatihi. So it's Hassan with his own self. The Hassan li-ghayrihi, which is the second type, what is the definition of Hassan li-ghayrihi? Now, so the, the Hadith, which are weak and are strengthened, by others, now to weak narrations that are strengthened by others. Sahih? Is it just any weak narration? Nothing is said. So it has a slight weakness. The narrations have to have slight weaknesses. They can't have severe weaknesses. Severe weaknesses cannot be strengthened at all. Then, <coughs> we mentioned the hadith from Da'if. Hadith from Da'if. I mentioned the hadith from Da'if. When talking about the terminology of Da'if, then it's of two types. 
One is the one time, Fulani, Avan is Alani. So that's that's what we're talking about. Generally, arm, no. So when it's a da'if, which is arms, uh, uh, when it's da'if, which is general, generally speaking, so why because we say it's da'if generally, but then because it opposes, or <coughs> yeah, one of the conditions have not been met for the hadith sahih, then it may have another terminology as well. For example, there's a breakage in the chain. There's a breakage in the chain between a tabi and the messenger of Allah. So it's hadith da'if. We don't say it's da'if, we say it's what? Mursal. Naam. Um, so they may have another terminology. So if any of the five conditions for hadith sahih are not present, then we say that it's a da'if. Naam. Then more specifically, what do we say? We refer to da'if. Specifically, the chain necessarily is not about specifically the dot, the precision. Naam, because for for hadith sahih, the five conditions have to be, to be in place with the precision being at a high level. Naam, Hassan, the level of precision is slightly lower. If that level drops lower than that, then it's no longer going to be Hassan. It's going to be Daif. Naam hadith on Daif. Naam. And we mentioned a fourth category, which is no doubt Daif as well. However, it's mentioned um, separately due to its severity. And what was that? Hadith on Mawdu'a. A fabricated narration. And I have the fabricated narration <coughs> as well. Someone's lied upon the Messenger of Allah. Naam. And the, the hukum of this is? It's haram. Due to what? The delay is. Hadith which? Man kathab alayya. Naam. Fliyatabawa. Maka'adahu min al-nar. Whoever lies upon me intentionally, let him take a seat within the hellfire. Naam. This is Hadith from Mubu'a. I mentioned some of the asbab, some of the reasons why some people will fabricate narrations. What were the reasons? Intisar. Naam. Madhab al-Fiqhin, Naam, or Intisar, Madhab al-Qadi, Naam. So he's seeking to aid his Madhab al-Fiqh. So he, does, he fabricates narrations to aid his Madhab al-Fiqh. Or he fabricates narrations to aid his Madhab al-Aqidah, and his Bid'ah. What else? So it, can be, so it can be known, so it appears as if he has many narrations. So he makes up narrations, as so it can appear he has many different narrations. No. No. For political reasons, to gain a relationship with rulers. No. Tell you, after that we discussed the affair of the book itself, Sunan Abi Dawud. Now as we discussed the Sunan Abi Dawud, and we said that we mentioned the order of the Qutb al-Sitta. We mentioned the order of the Qutb al-Sitta and where Sunnah Abi Dawood is found within the Qutb al-Sitta. What was the order? Ikhwan, barakallahu fikum. Now, so Bukhari is the first. Then, so Sahih Bukhari, then Sahih Muslim, the Sunnah Abi Dawood, the Sunnah Tirmidhi, the son of Nasai and then Ibn Majah. Are in the order of the books of fiqh. 
Islam is a hadith when all of the books are fiqh. So any book or hadith that is referred to as Sunan, then it's due to the fact that it's ordered with the books in the books of fiqh. Now, so Sunnah Bidaw begins with Kitab Tahara. Just as you find the books of fiqh, beginning with Kitab Tahara. Naam. And we said, why do books begin with Kitab Tahara? Books of fiqh. Naam. So it's the most, it's from the Shurut Salah, the condition of the Salah, and it's from the condition of the Salah that has the most amount of Masail. Naam. And why? Is uh, Sunan Abi Dawood mentioned at such a high level in terms of the Qutb al-Sitta, relation to other Qutb al-Sitta? What was the manhaj of Abu Dawood in the book? He gathered a hadith used as proof for different masail fakhir. Naam. And his intent was not what? Sihah. Naam. His intent was not to really gather or just to gather a hadith sahiha. Naam. Unlike Bukhari and Muslim. Bukhari and Muslim, they intended to gather a hadith which were sahiha. Naam. Kitab al-Sunnah, the book itself, Kitab al-Sunnah, and you mentioned that the word Sunnah, <coughs> in terms of the Arabic language, carries what meaning? Ah, Linguistic, tariqah, a path, a way, now, and then we said that the Sunnah, istilahan, is terminology itself, and in terms of the Sharia, carries what meaning? In the context, in the context of this, now Kitab Sunnah or Sharh Sunnah, in the context of this, this book here, then it's in the context of Asul al-Din, the foundation of the Din, or what else is it referred to? Aqidah or Tawheed or Hadith we, <coughs> we took was a hadith of the Firaq. Naam. And what was mentioned in regards to this in terms of the fawaid of this hadith? Naam. So, first of all, it's a command to differ and not to resemble Ahl Kitab. Why? <coughs> Naam. It's a blame worthy, it's a blame worthy affair and the messenger of Allah. Sallallahu informed us <coughs> that the Jews will divide, have divided into 71 sects, the Christians have divided into 72 sects, and this Ummah will divide into 73. So this is a affair that has occurred with the Jews and occurred with the Christians. And so this is something that he, alayhi salatu wasalam, warned us against. Naam, resembling them in their iftiraq. Naam, whatever benefits I mentioned. Now, it's a size, size that he had, that he, alayhi salatu was a prophet. Why? Now, so he informed us that the splitting will occur, and indeed it has occurred. The splitting has, will occur, and indeed it has occurred. Now, what else? Now, that the jama'ah is one. Now, there's one group. Those that are seeking to be upon the truth have to be upon the way of the Jama'ah. Naam. And it's possible that Jama'ah could be one person. What's the delay for that? Qalatan Hanifan, Alamikum Minal Mushikin. Naam, the delay is regarding Ibrahim, alayhi salam, that Allah Ta'ala referred to him as an Ummah. He referred to Ibrahim, alayhi salam, as an Ummah. Naam. The next narration was what? Naam. 
from the narration, the next, the next chapter. What was in relation to what? Now, so the Messenger of Allah, so I said them. He recited the ayah. Now, in um, Surah Al-Imran. Now, فَأَمَّا الَّذِينَ فِي كُلُوبِهِمْ زَيْغُونَ فِيَتَّبِعُونَ مَا تَشَابَحَمْ Now, and what was this chapter discussing? Shabihat and also Jidal. Now, Jidal, argumentation in relation to that which is doubtful or, or that which is rather ambiguous. Ambiguous affairs. And <coughs> the ayat are not of two types. Ayat of two types, which are muhkam and mutashabih, meaning the verses are clear and mutashabih, ambiguous and not not entirely clear. Now, and so the Nabi alayhissalam warned against those that seek to hold on to those verses that are. Not entirely clear. Now, and he brought the example of what <coughs> relation to the sifat of Allah. What the example did he give? Istiwa. Now, istiwa. And what did he mention? Istiwa is not mutashabih in its. Meaning, so in Lugha Arabiya, Istiwa is well known. However, Takif or the Kafir, how it occurs, is unknown. Is unknown. And so you find Ahlul Bid'ah, what do they do? <coughs> Understand the Kafir and they start to make Ta'wil of its meaning. Naam. Start to try to distort and change the meaning of it. Naam. Jayid. Um, what else was mentioned in regards to this affair as well? Now, all of it is mutashabi from what? Nahya. That the strong, the strength of the language and the eloquence that is found within it. Now, there's nothing like it. There's nothing like it due to the strength of the language and the eloquence found within it. Now, and something we discussed, I think, after the lesson. We discussed the affair of something being mutashabi and it can be nisbi, it can be relative. So something is mutashabi for an individual because they do not have knowledge of the realities of it. Now, so they do not have knowledge of it, so it's doubt, it's, it's something which is ambiguous to them. It's unclear to them. And so, however, once they bring an understanding of the nusuls together, the text together, have a better and more full and rounder understanding, then it's no longer mutashabi. Now it's no longer mutashabi for the person. Now the next chapter was what? Something for that. The Jayana Bata Ahlu Ahwa. Now. 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 I was a narration that we discussed. We discussed uh, two narrations, one of them was Sahih. Naam, so the best of action is love for the sake of Allah and hatred for the sake of Allah. Naam, this hadith is da'if now. The hadith itself is da'if. However, you may find <coughs> and you may hear this, this terminology used sometimes that hadith da'ifun ولكن صحيح في معنى نعم ضعيف ولكن صحيح في معنى هذا الحديث نوضع similar to that يعني الحديث في ذاته يعني the hadith in of itself is ضعيف that the best of actions is loving for the sake of Allah and hate for the sake of Allah this hadith is ضعيف however the معنى the meaning is صحيح the meaning is صحيح how can you say that this hadith is da'if, however the meaning is sahih? How can we say this? No. 
So other narrations that affirm it. However, the hadith is da'if to the extent that it cannot be strengthened. Now, it cannot be strengthened to say that now this hadith is hasan. However, we say that the mean of this hadith is sahih because we have a, an affirmed narration which says states the same thing. Now, or other texts that say the same thing. And we have no doubt, we have texts that mention the affair of loving the hate for the sake of Allah, of the ayah, la tajdu qawmi wa nubillahi wa yawmin akhir, yuaduna man haadullah wa sallam. Now, you know, find no pe- uh, people that believe in Allah in the last day, that have hate and opposition to Allah and His Messenger. Now, and texts such as these. Likewise, now, we are, we have the amal of the salaf in regards to the actions of Ahlul Bidah wa Ahlul Ahwa. Naam. Then we had the narration, the next narration, which was the narration of who? Ibn Hu. Ibn Hu. Naam. So Abdurrahman ibn Abdullah ibn Ka'b ibn Malik, who had narrated from Abdullah Abdullah. Ibn Ka'ab ibn Malik, we narrated from Ka'ab ibn Malik. Naam. So, first and foremost, this, uh, this narration we said, what do you say about this narration? It was what? Masal Sal, you know that? Bi? Bi? Rawat? Then? Abna, 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 Sal is narrated from their fathers. So, Abdur. So Abdurrahman ibn Abdullah ibn Ka'b ibn Malik narrated from his father Abdullah ibn Ka'b ibn Malik who narrated from his father Ka'b ibn Malik Naam And what was this narration? What was this hadith? Naam Ghazwa Tabuk Naam The Takhalluf and the Ghazwa Tabuk And what happened within the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam commander and the work of them, leave of the salam with them, and how long did it reach? Two days. Naam. And then it was mentioned that what happened? Who was his cousin? Abu Qatada. Naam. And it was with his cousin. And what happened? He gave him salam. He spent the salam to him and he did not return the salam. Tell you. The first thing to the affair of the fact that the boycotting lasts for 40 days or above over 40 days now until Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed the ayat in relation to their tawbah in relation to their repentance however we have another narration where the Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam prohibits that you, a person is boycotted, a person boycotts their brother for longer than three nights. For longer than three nights. And so what is, how do we make jump between this, these two? So you have this narration where the person boycott, these, these, these three individuals boycotted for longer than 40 days. How we have a narration where the encouragement is to not boycott for longer than three nights. Now, no doubt 40 is longer than three. So how do we combine between the two? Which one? So, so do you say, no, okay, for then you can work out for 40 days? No, so if it's an affair of deen, if someone's opposed, as an opposition in deen, then the boycotting is until none, for however long it's necessary. If it's what, however? If it's the rights of your brother, so if you fall short in terms of your rights of your brother, or the rights of suhbah, the rights of friendship, naam, and due to this right, these rights you fall short in, for the period of, uh, or for, due to these rights you fall short in, there's a dispute that has occurred. Then it's not permissible that a person does not speak to his brother for longer than three nights. Naam, so yeah, it's something personal. It's personal between two brothers. And the Messenger of Allah, he mentions that the best of the two is the one that initiates the salam after that. Naam. So this is the, the hal. Likewise, 
Venice narration, we find that um, well, within this narration we find that the Nabi وسلم, commanded with the Hajar of these, these three individuals and then Ka'ab <coughs> scaled the wall and jumped into the home of Abu Qatada what do we understand from this as well? the fact that he scaled his wall not necessarily family members So if he if he's fine with you entering his home in such a manner, and you notice he's fine with entering your home in such a manner, then it's a, it's permissible to enter his home, and it's permissible to do so even without making it stay down, even without seeking permission to enter the home. No. Which is the Bab, Tarq al-Salam, Ahl al-Ahwa. The chapter of leaving off the giving the salam to the people of desires. And what do we say in regards to that? No, Mustahab to give the salam. Initiating the salam, Mustahab. Wajib is to return the salam. No, why? Is it wajib? So the Rasulullah Allah mentioned it's from his right, it's haqq, that he returned his salam. Naam. Naam. That, this is from the rights of the Muslim. Naam. <coughs> Naam. So then, we say, this is the asr, this is the foundation. Then after that, we're discussing the affair of not returning the salams. Now I'm not returning the salams. And when does this occur? The person Mu'anid, now the person Mu'anid in Batid and things like this. However, if a person is upon an action of fisk, then the understanding of this hadith is that the salam is not returned to them. Why? Because what happened in the hadith? Who's the hadith of? Who's the hadith of? Amar ibn Yasir. And what happened? Suffering. He had the saffron in his hand. So he went to give salam to the Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wa and then the Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam did not return the salams. Now, rather, he did what? Required him to wash it off. Naam. Why did he do so? Naam. So there's a resemblance and imitation of the women to wear the saffron. Naam. No doubt this is something where the Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam has mentioned, otherwise, that he. So what individual is cursed. That this person is cursed, the one that imitates the women. Now, um, so this is the affair of ret the return of the salam or not returning the salam. Now, they mentioned the, the narration of Tufayl. Now, Tufayl and Amr. And what was the narration of Tufayl and Amr? Do you remember the narration? Due to this fact, 
he was prepared to leave his father. Naam. Because he recognized that this is the origin of Jahiliyyah. He was prepared to leave his father. Due to what he was upon. However, his father embraced Islam. And accepted and embraced Islam. And we said about this as well. This, uh, this chapter, the heading of this chapter is Bab Turk al-Salam ahli ahwa Naam. It's a chapter of leaving of giving us salam for the people of desires. However, this, this narration is a narration um, pertaining to or in relation to Ammar ibn Yasir. Naam. Ammar ibn Yasir, Sahabi Jaleel. So we do not say that this, is a, that this chapter heading is in relation to Ammar, Sah? This is Sahabi, Thabit. So, how do you understand the heading of this chapter in relation to that, to the narration itself? No, so first, Prophet left this off for Sahabi and due to his actions, um, this imitation of the female. Then it goes without saying, I mean, Bab Ola, that he would do that this is something which should be done in relation to those that fall into the first of innovating and bringing in new affairs into the region of Islam. Naam. And then we had the previous narration. Naam, from the previous sitting. What was that narration? Disputing in the Quran is kufr. Why is it referred to as being kufr? Disputing Quran. <coughs> now, it's referred to being kufr because this is this can be the hukuba, and this can be the result and the consequence. That is kufr. Now, not that it is kufr in of itself. Now that this is that the person that does this, khalas, he's left the fold of Islam. Or rather, this is an action that could cause him to leave the fold of Islam. It could end up like that. How? No. So, for a person, if you if you start disputing, regards in relation to the Quran, and the person brings verses to you, because you're in this place of dispute, and it's possible that the person becomes mu'anid, naam, stubborn, and wishes to start rejecting, then at this point. The person could start denying and rejecting ayat of the Quran. Naam. And what do we say about that? It's kufr. Someone, if someone rejects ayat of Allah, or they've been, they have been about doubt that this is from the speech of Allah. Naam. They've been about doubt this is from the speech of Allah. No doubt, it's kufr. If they throw upon doubt the affair. Or the fact that the, the, the Quran is the speech of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then after that, we mentioned an example, which is the example of shirk, Ashgar. And why the Nabi alayhi salatu mentions that this is the greatest thing that I fear upon you. Why did he mention that, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? That's two things. Now, so it's hidden, and something which is within the persons. Within the person's heart, it's within, and a person could feasibly have knowledge of it. However, they could still fall into it. Now, in a position to shirk akbar, if the person doesn't want to be upon shirk, and they have knowledge of it, for example, he learns that du'a li la shirk, that the one that makes dua to Allah and he's falling to shirk, if he dies upon that, then he's in the hellfire for eternity. So he, he knows this. A person can be well aware and studied and have a well versed in regards to the affair of shirk al asghar however, still fall into it. Now, and what causes him to fall into it? Now, so this is a ta'adim al khalq, and also not bringing himself to account, not renewing his intention. But the affair itself. The reason why Naam it can lead to Shirk al Akbar is that it's Ta'deem of the Khalq. Now it's a glorification of the creation. How? 
give an example. Who can give me an example of how it can be regarded as ta'adim? So someone some praying the salah, now Someone comes in and you can see them praying. So he begins to beautify salah. Now this is shirk. Now shirk askar, riyah. Why? Because you're now glorifying, within your action in itself, it's glorification of this individual now watching you pray. Now and within this affair of glorification, it can lead to the actual affair of directing worship towards individuals. Now I'm Akbar. And it's why the Messenger of Allah وسلم, revealed or mentioned that this was the greatest thing he feared. Now, what did he say? Okay, tell you. Um, and so this is why the Nabi والسلام, in this hadith he mentions that that disputing in relation to the Quran he referred to it as kufr. Why? Because it's something that could lead to kufr. And it should be understood that if you see someone that's disputing, not every single dispute in Quran is kufr itself and calling someone to leave the fault of Islam. And Allah Ta'ala knows best. But I believe that's everything that we covered in summary over this weekend. Alhamdulillah. Jazakumullah khair for allowing us to sit down together and benefit one another. But if it's, for example, if there's certain things that are known to be da'fin shadid, for example, kadhib, the da'fin shadid, mutahim bi the one that's accused of lying, da'fin shadid. However, khawal al murua is da'fin yasir. So, for example, who can give an example of khawal al murua? This is, yeah, you know, what can be mentioned? Could be said this is. Uh, haram due to narrations. Come Allah But now the person eating chicken and chips is the person eating chicken and chips in the street. But walking as well. No, he's not walking. But um, now so a person eating chicken and chips in the street. Now and so this is seen as something which is la yambaghi. It's not, it's not befitting for someone that's carrying the hadith of the Messenger of Allah وسلم, to be doing so. Um, he's memorized hadith, he narrates hadith, and then he's eating chicken and chips from uh, what's the place called? Philadelphia's, huh? <laughs> so he's seen Philadelphia's bag, and he's out on the street. No. Now, someone says, What? I'm covering the head. I'm covering the head. Now, also, some even mentioned the um, the, uh, the riding beast, a person riding a particular, a particular animal. So riding on a little, a little pony. Now we've seen something. This is not befitting. Now a person, a rajal, is hamil hamil al-hadith of Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam. It should be writing something befitting of an individual that is, writing, that, that is carrying such a thing. No. So I'm coming here seen as a shape or something, or something that's not befitting of a person that is memorizing hadith and narrating hadith. The person should cover their head. And this is something which is generally known to be from the Adab of Talib. No. So all these things, let's say, for example, you wouldn't say it's a da'af and shadid. You're not going to say, no, I'm not going to. Uh, this person's hadith is da'if jiddun. Now, because some Philadelphia's. Naam. So, khalas is hadith. Naam, no. Well, it could be said that he, he doesn't have, he doesn't give enough attention to his own self and to, to the importance of what he's carrying. So, now there is some sort of doubt there. Now, because these actions illustrate that he doesn't give importance to the hadith that he's covering.
Now we have the narration of Imam Malik, for example, where he mentions that when, you, when they'd go to the gathering, the jalsa of hadith, they used to wear, used to ghusl, um, purify themselves, wear their best robe, and perfume themselves, just to go to a gathering of hadith. Now, this is an illustration of a person that realizes the importance and the weight of what they're carrying, what they've memorized, and what they're going to narrate to one another. Now, so anything that illustrates other than that, obviously it's going to be looked down upon. Lashak. Now, so it's something that would turn back to time and place. No doubt, because um, no one rides horses now, for example. No one rides horses now. Some say, Allah knows best how authentic it is. But some will say that riding a bike, riding a bicycle, khawarin. Now, you need a car. Now, some say riding a bicycle is khawarin. Now. What is that? I mean, as I read this defense, I don't know. I don't know what the brothers do in Manchester Drive. You know, if if it's if a mini is acceptable in Manchester, but all these things can be considered to be khawarim, depending on time and place. Depending on time and place. No. Because it's hifth, Sayyid. Sayyid hifth. Which is like mild, is it? For Hassan. Was that Sayyid hifth? Sayyid hifth. Now, if they reach level Sayyid hifth, then now it's. Da'if. However, however, say the heaven is not da'if and shadid. Now, yeah, this is the person that you have a yukhti. So, because the Hassan al-Dadi hadith says that it's everything worth a bullish or to pay percent, the heft is yaseer. The da'if in the heft is yaseer. The da'if, we say, the person is suduq. Suduq. So his memory is less. But it's still a high level. Okay, so how can we determine what makes it weak completely and what's like not that bad in terms of heft? In terms of the heft, first and foremost, heft, if they, if they, if the akhta are more than when they, they sew up, for example. So they narrate a hadith and the, more, the majority of the hadith narrating is akhta, they say the heft. Now, you just got poor memory. This is that from Yasir, however, it's still that from Yasir. However, then you've got the ghafla. Person doesn't give doesn't give any attention whatsoever to try and to try and be precise. Now he just recites, he just narrates. You know, you just narrates, and inshallah, this the narration. Now just narrates. That's ghafla. That's that from the Both both are related, but however, one is ashad min the So you can't say the hadith, the, the hukum of the hadith itself is khalas, it's, it's, you can't push it up because of the, the weakness. However, the matan, <coughs> you wafiq al not just another hadith, it could be other nusus as well, it could be Quran as well. So, the fact that the meaning of the of the matan itself, you wafiq al masr akhar or nusus, ukhra, then you can say sahih fi ma'ana. Not even the same, it doesn't have to be the exact same method, but just the ma'ana. Now, for example, what is mentioned about the hadith, the, the, um, the, most, the most hated action which is halal to Allah is Dhuhu uh, Talaq. This is the hadith which is Daif. Other ma'ana sahih based upon other nusus referring to the evil of divorce, the affair of the shaitan being pleased. With the tafik being in Mari Zawji, so these are all these um, these all indicate that this meaning is, is sahih. However, the hadith itself is not sahih. So when we say sahih in ma'ana, 
say the meaning and there's, there's some there's some truth in the meaning. However, we cannot attribute, attribute it to the Messenger of Allah. So it's Tied to uh, Adala or tied to travels in the day of Ramadan a man travels with his, with his wife in the day of Ramadan for the sole purpose of having marital relations for example now this is a cost which is fasted attempt which is fasted now and the person not able to take from the rukhus in that in that scenario or a person travels because and Allah's best they just want to pray a short Dhuhr or Shul Asr It was a combined between Dhuhr and Asr So they travel and only for that purpose Just traveling They go out far enough Just so they can shorten their prayers Combine their prayers come back <coughs> Again this is the intent which is fasted As for the one That has traveled 
and they're genuinely troubled. However, <clears throat> they fall into disobedience in doing so, and they're still traveling. They're still traveling. However, at this point, they have to, no doubt, make sincere tawbah. Now, not repeat this action, not repeat this action of traveling without a mahram. Naam, and no doubt this is one of the conditions of tawbah, is that they have the azim not to repeat it. But it should be aware as well that if they are traveling without a mahram, that they don't have any other intense maqasid that are fasida as well, corrupt intentions as well, if they are traveling without a mahram. They should be aware of that fact as well. This is something that is possible can creep into their this is affairs as well and could could lead to the to them actually travelling and taking from the rights of a traveller and being nullified as well. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best.